Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. Do you want to live a faithful life before God? Not failing, but successfully carrying out His will. Well, in this study, we're going to see how one can do just that, to live successfully according to God's definition of success. We're going to begin a new study today from Peter's second epistle. So I would invite you to take out your Bibles and look there with me, 2 Peter and chapter 1. We see in this first verse how Peter identifies himself. We read Simon Peter, and the first thing that he says, a servant. And this word servant can equally be translated a slave. He sees himself totally subjected to the lordship of Messiah. And that is a necessary principle if we're going to live what God sees as a successful life. Let me say it another way. If we're going to live in a way that's pleasing to our Lord and our Savior. Once more, Simon Peter, a slave and an apostle of Messiah Yeshua. Now, you would think that he would say first an apostle, but notice the emphasis is on him being a slave. This shows humility. This shows a commitment. This shows that he understands who he is as a bondservant of the Lord, one who has been set free in order that he might serve, let's say that differently, that he might carry out the will of God in his life. He is not making his own decisions, but as a slave, he is submitting to the commands of his Lord and Savior. And then we see that he is an apostle of Messiah Yeshua, having obtained this same precious faith as ours. So he's speaking to those who have received, obtained this same precious faith as ours. And notice how it ends in the righteousness of our God. We see a relationship between faith and righteousness. Now, where is that first taught in the Bible? In the book of Genesis. Abraham had faith. He believed in God, and God accounted it to him as righteousness. So faith, when we are living faithfully, we are going to be in God's righteous will. And that is what success is all about, being in the will of God and living righteously. So if righteousness is not your utmost desire, that you live righteously and that you are an influence that brings righteousness into situations, into the lives of other people, that's what being about the kingdom business 
is all about. So look again. He says here, to those who have obtained that same precious faith as ours in the righteousness of God and our Savior, Messiah Yeshua. Then he's going to greet these individuals that have that same precious faith. And notice what he says. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. Now, why does he say that? Paul, for example, frequently says grace and peace. Grace leads to peace, but a biblical peace. And what is that? Biblical peace relates to the fulfillment of God's will. So once again, what the scripture is telling us is this. It is through grace, grace working in the believer's life. And that grace not only saves, but that same grace brings us to obey and fulfill the will of God. That's what peace is. And notice it says to be multiplied, we need to more and more be instruments that relate to the will of God being fulfilled in us and through us, that we have an influence that in our life, we are influencing situations and people to submit to the will of God. Verse 2, second part, where it says, in the knowledge of God and Yeshua, our Lord. Now, two things here. We are going to grow in our knowledge of God and Yeshua when we recognize him as Lord of our life. Now, we are saved when we turn away from sin, not having sin rule our life, but receiving grace by faith that causes us to become a new creation. And part of that new creation, Peter's already taught us, we become a slave of our Lord. And that is a wonderful thing. I'm reminded how many times Moses is called the servant, and it's the same concept, Evid in Hebrew, a slave of God. This is the best definition, the best description that a person can have. I am a servant, a slave of the Most High God. And when you think of yourself in that way and your life reflects that, you are going to grow in your knowledge of both God, God the Father, and His Son, our Messiah, Yeshua. Look on to verse 3. So that all. Now, what's he speaking about all? Well, notice how powerful this statement is. So that all, the power of His divinity now who is he referring to here well his divinity is mediated to us through the indwelling holy spirit and we're going to see what he produces in our life why he is given to us so once more so that all of his divine power having been given to us meaning this is something that we have access to this divine power by means of the indwelling Holy Spirit in the believer's life, for what purpose? Well, the next word is the definite article, meaning the, but it's in the plural, so the things. The things pertaining to life, and I would suggest to you that this is a kingdom life. So the things that pertain to 
kingdom life, and godliness. Notice that these two things are inherently related. When I live according to kingdom truth, I am going to be manifesting, demonstrating godliness. And this word in the biblical language speaks about demonstrating God's character through action. And that's what we're called to do. And that is why the Holy Spirit ministers in our life so that we can demonstrate this type of godliness to others. And notice what we need has already been supplied through him, through the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. Look now to the second part of that verse where it says at the end of verse 3, through the knowledge of the one who has called us. So we have this calling and this is a kingdom call. We no longer are our citizens of this world first and foremost, but we are citizens of the kingdom of God. Now, why do I keep emphasizing the kingdom of God? Because he's using words that relate to the kingdom. For example, keep reading. He says, through the knowledge of the one who has called us through, notice these next two words, through glory and also through, and your Bible may say virtue, but I would suggest to you that this Greek word speaks more than just the English word virtue, but it's a word that reflects the excellent thing, the excellent thing of the kingdom of God, meaning the very character of the kingdom. So notice how the kingdom of God, what's going to be seen there? The glory of God. And what's going to be present there? The excellent things of God. So we are called to that. We have a calling. This one who has called us, God the Father, through his son, Messiah Yeshua, has called us to live in a way that manifests God's glory. That's our eternal future. We're going to be living forever in the glory of God and experiencing those excellent things. And notice, look on to to verse 4 where it says, through which the, the magnificent and precious promises have been given, given to us. Why? In order that through this, meaning these things, through these things, you become partakers once more of this this divine nature. That we don't live restricted by our humanness, but we live under the power of God through the Holy Spirit demonstrating those divine characters. Now, they do not belong to us. They only are available to us through that anointing of the Holy Spirit, whereby we see our life, and this is the good news, that our life is transformed so we do not live as a fallen individual stained by sin, but we begin to live under the power and the authority of God, demonstrating and doing His will that manifests His glory, that manifests His righteousness, and shows those excellent things that relate to the kingdom of God. That's simply 
is what we've been called and saved and redeemed to do. That is the calling, and that's why it says here, the one who has called us. This is why he has called us. And then he says, look again at verse 4, through which the, the magnificent and honorable or precious promises have been given to us in order that through these things you become partakers of the divine nature and where's that that partaking of the divine nature what is it going to accomplish in our life first and foremost we'll just keep reading it is going to move us to flee or to escape in this world what the corruptible desires now this is a word this word corruptible it is going to be a word that appears often in second peter and it's that which is corruptible and the nature of that corruption is going to bring about god's destruction meaning those things which are corruptible god is going to move against for the purpose of destroying them his judgment is going to remove them they have no part in the kingdom of god therefore we have this this blessing of access to that which pertains to god his very divine nature by means of the ministry of the holy spirit whereby we begin to live behave differently we have a different purpose a different priority a different set of objectives for our life whereby we want to live in a way that manifest god's glory that produces righteousness and that demonstrates the excellent things that belong to his kingdom and all of this is going to have a wonderful change when we pursue that when we're committed to that it is going to produce a change in our life first and foremost we are going to want to flee from the corruptible desires that are in this world look now to verse 5 and also this same thing or we could say for this very thing now how this verse begins it's emphasizing we have a phrase that that is emphatic it shows its importance its significance so once again verse 5 and also this very thing with all diligence now this is a word that shows priority sometimes it's translated haste and this just shows an urgency it shows something of great value importance that we should be diligent to it is a word of commitment so notice he says and with all diligence bringing alongside and supplementing in your faith and again that word virtue or excellent we take with the faith we bring along with our faith those things that god has supplied which are excellent and two excellence meaning this when we are committed to what god says is excellent that which has virtue that which is of a a different character than the things that belong to this world when we are committed to that what is it going to produce 
when these things are part of our life, when we are pursuing those excellent kingdom things, it is going to have an outcome. It is going to cause us to grow and watch in what? Well, it's going to cause us to grow with the knowledge, the knowledge of God, it says. And with the excellency, that is with the things of virtue, knowledge, verse 6. So we're going to grow when we're committed to the things that God says are excellent. We're going to grow in our knowledge of him. And with that knowledge of him, it is going to produce something. As we know God more and more, it is going to produce, notice this next phrase, self-control. Such an important quality. Something that is related to the, the lordship of Messiah in our life. It relates to maturity. And so we, as we grow in our knowledge of God, that knowledge of God is going to produce self-control. And that self-control, keep reading, middle of verse 6, in self-control is going to produce a patience or an enduring or a persevering. Now, this word relates to all three things, being patient, and while waiting, you endure, you persevere. It's not a waiting where we do nothing, but we persevere, we endure. That is, we maintain that desire to move forward in the things of God, in the will of God. And when we're persevering and enduring, it is also going to have an effect it is going to produce, what's the next word? That same word we talked about earlier. It is going to produce godliness. That is, when we pursue the excellent things of God, it is going to change us whereby we demonstrate godly character. That's what godliness is. And then look at verse 7. With this godliness, it is going to produce in us brotherly love that we are going to be kind-hearted to others we are going to demonstrate affection to one another and then notice that type of affection is also going to grow it is going to produce in us what the scripture speaks of as a sacrificial love most of you know this greek word agape a sacrificial love that just doesn't behave kindly to other people but it behaves in a way that is willing to sacrifice ourselves, our desires, in order to be a blessing. Hear this. This word agape is related to living, behaving, doing the things in order that others might be blessed by God. And this is the same type of love that Messiah demonstrated and led him to the cross in order that he would take the punishment, death and the curse. That's what we see. Paul teaching in Galatians. He became a curse for us when he died. He took the punishment of our sins. Why? In order that the blessings, and Paul says the blessings of Abraham through that Abrahamic covenant could be ours. So we're going to make decisions and do those same things in order that others can experience the blessings of God. Look now to verse 8. For these things being in you 
and abounding. So they're in us and they're abounding in us. It says, because of that, you're not going to be idle nor unfruitful. Meaning we're going to live actively in the will of God. And we're not going to be unfruitful. The implication is we are going to be fruitful people. That is, we're going to be abundant in good works, good deeds. That causes others to praise God. Look again, verse 8. For these things being in you and abounding, it says, not idle nor unfruitful that they make. They're not going to make you that way, but... Notice what it says. But they are for something. They are for the knowledge of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. These things are going to once more grow us in our knowledge, our understanding, and our appreciation of our Lord and Savior, Messiah. And the more we know Him and appreciate Him, that knowledge is going to transform us it is going to cause us to think differently and when we think differently we're going to behave differently we're going to do those things that are fruitful that shows a commitment not an idleness but a commitment to him look now to to verse to verse 9 for to the one that that these things are not so if they are we're going to be not idle or unfruitful will be just the opposite living passionately living in a committed way demonstrating the fruitfulness of god in our life but if these things are not being in us what are we well he says such a one it's in the singular such a one is blind and short-sighted what does that mean they're not thinking concerning the kingdom they're short-sighted meaning they're only concerned with now in this world don't be short-sighted be an individual that is giving full consideration to the kingdom of god and thereby your life reflects not being short-sighted of this world but being committed having that hope so the opposite of being short-sighted is being hopeful in the promises of the kingdom and he says such a one that uh, is blind and short-sighted this one has forgotten that his old sins his past sins have been cleansed he doesn't understand what god has done in his life this cleansing this purification and why god has done that so that he can bless us with kingdom blessings the sins relate to our pursuit of the things of this world our purification is so that we can be blessed with kingdom power so that we can store up treasures in heaven and not of this world now look at verse verse 10 where he says therefore all the more brethren again talking to believers therefore all the more brethren you be diligent that's that same word i talked about earlier for being one that understands urgency making haste showing commitment and passion 
he says verse 10 therefore all the more brethren that you be diligent to make sure that is a word of making a confirmation a declaration so you make sure you're calling an election two important words god calls and for those who respond to his call god chooses them we find our election through the gospel in fact that's what the scripture says election is through we're called to receive the gospel and when we do receive it our election is going to be sure so therefore all the more brethren you be diligent to make your call and your election sure for doing these things he says you will not fail and this is what i began with if we want to live faithfully and not experience spiritual failure this is what peter's outlining for us now in this first chapter and what he's going to continue to teach us throughout this second epistle and that is how to live successfully in this world but not according to the world standards of success but according to god's standards of success and realize success in god's eyes is always connected to his will so we read making our our calling and election sure that we would be diligent in regard to these things and he says if you do these things you will not fail and notice he says pote which means ever at no time we will fail verse 11 we will not fail verse 11 for thus and this next word is a word of of wealth of richness it speaks about god supplying abundantly generously in a wealthful rich way so thus he has supplied abundantly to you what has he supplied notice an entrance literally it's definite the entrance into his eternal kingdom whose kingdom the eternal kingdom of our lord and savior messiah yeshua now he is supplied in a generous in an abundant in a wealthy manner he has supplied entrance now what's he speaking about here when he says entrance into his that is the lord's eternal kingdom well it's speaking about how we can demonstrate that we belong to that kingdom he will supply abundantly generously in a wealthy manner according to the richness of god he will supply to show others that we are heading into the kingdom that's what we are called to demonstrate in other words that we don't belong to this world this is not what we're trying to to achieve this is not where we're heading to but we are heading to the kingdom of god we are leaving this world we don't belong to this world we belong and we are going to enter the kingdom of god what kingdom of god the eternal kingdom of god and that is that hope not of something that is temporal something that's here today gone tomorrow but something that is eternal whereby we experience forever and ever the glory of god 
those precious things of God, the excellent things of God, his promises. We have a wonderful relationship with our Lord. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.